Okay, today's stuff is stuff Chavtet. And in the Mishnah, if we just go back to the Mishnah, we've been talking, last year we started talking about Kerem Ravai. And if you recall, we said that the Tznuim, what they would do, is they, instead of marking off those products that are Kerem Ravai, meaning the, the vines, also vineyard, they wouldn't mark it off. Instead, they'd say, the Umrim says, said, Menichim HaTamaot, the Umrim Nilkat what they would do is say anything that's collected from this field is, is redeemed on this money. Okay? Or that has been collected. You'll see in a minute how this works. So Gemara asks, I don't understand. If that's like Vitsayen, meaning why don't the Tznuim just mark off the field that it's Kerem Ravai? So the response is, the Gemara says, How would it be called? How then would it be referred to as a Tzanua if he would mark it off? Now, what's the problem with that? Rehab Chaim, it says, That Tzanua, the term Tzanua, even though we understand being modest, but here the reference is someone who is a Chassid, that he wants to make sure that no one violates any prohibition. If he just fell back on the default of the Mishnah that it's sufficient just to mark it off. There might be a, a thief who doesn't care about the Dina Bravai, and he wouldn't redeem it. And then he'd come to do an Avera. In other words, to, the Tznuim, the reason why they didn't mark it off and instead use this uh, principle, this technique, if you like, where they've set aside money and anything that has been collected is transferred onto the money, is that's to ensure 100% that there'd be no Avera coming about as a result of their property. Okay, that's why they refer to Tznuim. You, sorry, you're on mute. So I missed that. If, if you're only, they should do both, because if you're, if you're only the Tznuim by setting aside the Kesef, a person can still come and steal. Um, okay. No? Um, just thinking, um, if it's marked off, they're going to steal as well anyway, right? But these people are coming during the end of the year and coming through the field, right? So what you're saying, if they're really Tzano, they should say anything that was taken is Hefka, right? Right. But, um, we'll, uh, we'll touch on that actually soon, but, um, yes. not exactly, but we'll get to that. So it sounds like Rabbi Shimon and Gamliel in our Mishnah, that said they would say that anything that is being collected is transferred, the Kedusha is transferred onto money. That's like the Shita of Litute Erev. We'll see what that means in a moment. It says, as it is taught, Rabbi Dosa Omer, kol So in other words, the issue is as follows. The Anim used to come through a field, as we know, we talked about Matanot Anim. They take Pea Leket Shechecha. And for, unfortunately, what might happen is if they take Leket, or I should say fallen sheaves that are not defined as leket, they would be considered stealing. And they, might, they might not know all the laws, particularly, or they might not be, they might be a bit careless. So I'll, um, I'll show you here. It says, They're coming to collect. Sometimes they take too much. And therefore, they would take Omarim. If it's not considered then it's Tevel. And they'd have to do Haprashat Trumas Amaisa. Now, Matanot Aniyim normally is considered basically Hefke. You don't have to do any Haprashat at all. So we run the risk these, these Aniyim that are, might be taking too much are taking something that's Tevel and eating Tevel, which is a serious violation. And because it's not just the, the Tevel, it also doesn't belong to them. It's also stealing effectively. But they just assume it's part of the leket. 
And then there would, uh, and there would new half Russian. What he should do, he should stand there at Shachrit. Anything that Anim take. And Hefker is part of Mina Maisa, and that way you're saving them from doing an Abeira. And importantly, that what? Yesh Brira. That we could say there's retroactive selection because he's doing a declaration now based on something that's going to happen in the future. Okay, meaning those things that they will take are considered redeemed now. Right? And then it's not redeemed, sorry, they're the ones that are hefker. In other words, it's like I'm making hefker what they will take in the future. And you have to rely on Barrera for that to occur. Okay? That's opinion Rabbi Dosa. Rabbi Yudo Omer, they wouldn't do it in the morning in Shacharit, they would do it at the end of the day. The Balabatim would say anything that Anim have already taken. They are considered hefker. Now, what is that? What's the base of the machloket? Well, there's two points that they're debating. One is Rabbi Yehuda says, "Well, we can't rely on Brera, okay? Because if you do it in the morning, you have no idea which anim are taking." The other thing is, which is another really significant part of the debate, is, is that this is something that's already in somebody else's that somebody else has already taken. Meaning, it's not in your reshut anymore. It's in somebody else's reshut. Nonetheless, we have another machlok. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, even though it's not in your field anymore, it's at the house of the anim, you can still mafkir. Okay? That's already a chidosh, which Rabbi Dossi disag- disagrees with. That's why he says you have to do it in the morning. Those are the two points of debate. And finally, he says, this is like the opinion we said before. If these people are stealing, well, they can suffer their own consequences of their actions. We're not achrayim on them. So if they're going to take something that shouldn't have been taken, then it is, um, then it's, uh, then, then, then they're taking tevel and they can suffer their own consequences. According to that, they're rumayim, zotomerat, it's not, it's not a mistake. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. You're right. Um, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll read you Reb Chaim. He says, All right. That's what he says. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like Rabbi sounds like it's a bit more deliberate what they're doing. They're in their haste of trying to get matanot. They might be taking a bit too much. Okay. You're right. Um, however, when at this stage, what it sounds like, our Mishnah, just look at the last one very carefully. Our Mishnah says, Call Hanil Katmize, anything that's already been collected from the, this, this field that is Kemravai is redeemed on the money. So that sounds like the Shita that's Litute Erev. It's after the fact we declare it. Or rather, it's, even in that case, it's about Hefker, and this is talking about redeeming Kemravai, nonetheless, it's both considered after the fact. So now we ask the following. You could even say that our mission is according to the Shita, our mission is according to the Shita, that the Hefker was done in the morning. Why? Um, sorry, let me let, let me go, let me go back a second. Uh, uh, sorry, there's another reason. I skipped a bit. Baram commander Amba Beshachrit. He brings a different reason, not just the language. He says Baram commander Amba Beshachrit. Lo Atya wouldn't go in Kornishit. Says that that, that um, you, you do it in the morning. Why? Because we've got a more basic problem. Because Vyesh Adam Mavkir Amchubar La Karaka. Can someone? It's really not Mavkir. That's the wrong lash on here. Rabbeim changes it. Vyesh Adam Podeb Amchubar La Karaka. So in other words, if you're saying our mission is a coin that you do it prior to people taking it, the problem is Kerem Ravai, you can only redeem once it's been picked. You can't redeem once while it's still attached to the, to the, to the vine. So therefore, the shit that says you, you know, preemptively do the hefker, it wouldn't work in our case. You can't preemptively do the pidayon because it's still attached to the vine when you want to do so. That's why our, our mission must be according to shit that's lead to a erev. 
The shit of the says you do it after the fact. That's more the point, not just the language. So I'm ready, you're me. I feel the command of You could even say, according to the shit, you can do it preemptively. Why? Ah, isn't that a problem that you're effectively redeeming when it's Mechubal Karka? So he says, Atiyahu, why Velav Reb Ben Gamaliel, who? But isn't our Mishnah Shit Reb Shimon Ben Gamaliel? And we know, Vod Hu, Itle Mishichato, Shel Maise Sheni, Hu Pitiato. If you recall, we, we, learned, we saw the discussion previously where someone wanted to do Pidion Maaseshini through an acquisition. And the problem was when he did Meshicha um, and later on gave over the money, if there was a change in, in value and w- w- the implications that had in terms of does he have to give you more or less? Was it Maaseshini? Was it who? You know, all the, all the complexity that happened there. If you recall, the Gemara said the Rebbe Shimon Magamliel says, no, as soon as he does Meshicha, that's when the Pidion occurs. So therefore, if, even if it takes time for him to hand over the money, it doesn't matter because it's already redeemed. Meaning the Kudush is already transferred onto the money. That's what we uh, said previously. Ah, so if the, that's his shita. If the, the, it's Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel in our Mishnah who says it's a snom did this practice. Then he could even make the declaration in the morning when it's still Mechubah Lakarika prior to people coming in. Because why? Because the Pideyon only actually occurs at the time of Meshicha when the Ganavim actually pick it from the tree. So you could, so you don't have to say, um, you don't have to um, commit to say that our Mishnah from Shemagal is according to shit that it was done after the fact, because it could even be according to Rebbe um, Dosa that says you can do it preemptively, and ah, isn't it still connected to the tree? I don't care if it's connected to the tree, because the pit only occurs when he picks it off the tree. Okay, so the Gemara says Amar Yosi Bahainu Bakam Lo. Now this is a pasuk from which it says Yigal Oto um, so you've got that comment when you put it, the Kamlo. So what do we understand from the words the Kamlo in the Pasuk? In other words, if someone's saying a Kikar of Hektesh, you know, rolling down, uh, down the stream, he's completely not in his control anymore, it's about to get lost. The Amar, and he says, Kikar uh, and, and sorry, uh, other way around, and he's tried to say Kikar Hektesh, that Kikar is Hektesh, Shema Klumamar, something was trying to redeem its other around, sorry, that he was trying to declare it as being Hektesh. Has he said anything? Meaning, when it comes to Hektesh, it has to be something that's in your Rashut. Okay? So therefore, if you want to say that it's happening, uh, so let me just actually read, I'll read Reb Chaim here to make it clear. He says as follows, Okay, this is, um, again, this is also the Kamlo. Reb Chaim's going a different puzzle that I had in the, um, that, uh, that the, the Torah, Torah, that I read from the Torah or Ashalem. So he's, in other words, by Masa Shin, he says, but Kamlo. Mashma, Kamlo means it has to be Brushuto. Mashma, Kamrushuto. Aval Hacha, the Shat Shemoshech et at the time when what? When the, this Gazlan, or takes the Kerem Ravai, and that's when you want to say the Pidyon is occurring. Well, kvar ain't over It's not his rashut anymore. So vehayachum mechalel davar sheinu b'shuto. Okay. So let's just not forget where we've come from. We said our Mishnah must be coined to the shita that's done post facto, not preemptively. Okay. Why? Because otherwise it's still mechubal akarka. Okay. And if it's mechubal akarka, you can't do pidyon. Then we said, ah, no, but the actual pidyon only occurs according to Rishim Magamla when it's actually pulled off the tree. So the Gemara's counter then is, but one second, when it's pulled off the tree, it's no longer in his Rashut anymore. How can you do Pidyon Master Shani then? Sorry, not Master Shani, Pidyon Karim Ravai then. 
So the Gemara says, okay, if you can, this is not just a kasha, the shita that says that we've that we've been addressing that you're doing pidyon preemptively. This is also kasha kind of the shita that's you do post facto as well. It's also vakam law. It's not his rishut. So he says no. He says that's not a problem because you've forgotten. We've almost lost track of the sugi where where things are. Recall in the whole debate litute erev or b'shacharit. One of the points of debate there is, can you mafkir something that is no longer in your possession? Okay. Again, the bachloka between Rabbi Joss and Rabbi Yehuda was two points. One is, can we rely on Brera? And the second one, the debate was, can I mafkir something that's now in the Ganavim's house? So, in other words, the, your only kasha is the only according to Shita that, that holds that it's a problem if it's no longer in your possession. So that's what it says. Mandi itle tute erev, kishaita. Um, that when you're the shit that says, I can do a post facto, meaning in the case of Hefger, by in the case of Leket, that's because he maintains, I don't, it doesn't have to be in my possession when I'm Mafgirat. So, so too, he holds that it doesn't have to be my, actually in my possession. It can be somebody else or in the Ganav's house, if you like, when I am then, um, being Poda the Karen Ravai, meaning the two go hand in hand. So in other words, what have we seen from this Sugya? The Sugya we've seen is that the, that the, um, that the the, the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, who, who said, the um, Medvarei says that that's the sorry. The Tznuim that said that I'm sending aside money and anything that Ganavim take. Sorry, the, really at the end of the day, that anything that was collected is redeemed on this money. That must be according to the Shita that is Litute Erev. Now that's based on a few points. One is Litute Erev is that we can effectively rely on um, that uh, we can't rely on Brera. That's why you can't do preemptively, number one. And number two is, a, is, is because that's the shita litute erev. Um, and the second, most more important point is that that opinion holds that I can, um, I can redeem something or I can mafkir something to go hand in hand. That's no longer in my possession that's, that, that, someone's, that belongs to me, but is now in somebody else's house, all right, that they've taken, they've stolen. Okay? That's that's okay. Yeah? And what's the limitation of, uh, of, of after the fact? Does it have to be the same day? Um, I, I, I don't know, but they would want to do it the same day out of concern the person's going to eat the food, right? The whole point is that Snoom are trying to do this, it's prevent people from doing an Avera. Okay? It doesn't help doing it three weeks later because the food is already probably already eaten. Okay, that's what this eaten. Term, uh, eaten, yeah. yeah. Let's continue. Uh, let's learn uh, now the next, uh, next halacha, next Mishnah. Now, this is interesting. Normally, when it comes to Kerem much like Masashen, you can redeem it. However, if you're within one day's journey of Rishalayim, and we're talking about Kerem Ravai, we're talking about from specifically from Avinya, as we discussed previously, that, um, that is, that has to, had to be brought to Rishalayim. And that was Kedela Ater, the, oh, we'll, um, we'll see in the Gemara, in, um, in a moment. But uh, in a nutshell, I'll just say preemptively, basically, that was Kedela Ater to Rishalayim. There was an order to, we've sort of discussed it previously anyway, there was an order that the market in Shalim would be full of grapes. Now, why is that? We'll see. We'll see how that, there's a question how it's going to be satisfied if I'm taking to Shalim and eating my own grapes. We'll get, that's a question that Gemara is going to address. But the problem was, because they wanted to make wine batara in Sukhagain, there was a shortage of grapes. So they needed to have more grapes to come to Shalim to Later to make sure the markets, there was plenty of grapes in the markets. Because what's going to happen, the way Rashulio explains it is, if there's a shortage of grapes, suddenly the prices of grapes are going to go up. 
right? So for, to protect the markets, if you like, in Yerushalayim, they said, okay, if you have Kerem Ravai, you have to bring it to Yerushalayim. Again, the mechanics of how that works was in the Gemara. Okay, the Ezekiel Tchuma, what's considered a day journey? Now, we mentioned a number of places in a day's journey. Eilat Minadaram, that's obviously not the Eilat of nowadays. Akravat Minatzafon, Lud Minarav, Ma'arav, Vayarda Minamizra. Okay, that's so you can get a sense. If you think of Yarda Minamizrach, you get a sense of what's the day's journey. It's what's considered a day's journey from Shalim. However, Mishurabu Apeirut, once there was an abundance of Peirut in Shalim, so in other words, it seemed to be that there was a plenty there in the markets. Kinushia Nifta Samochlochoma, they could even redeem it right next to the wall. The Tnai Hayadavar, but they made a Tnai that what? Sheematai Shirutsu Yachzor Davala Kamochahu. They're almost like within, in other words, normally when you, I think this is a, we learned this in a different Gemara, but the normally when a Beit makes a Takana, uh, it, a later Beit can't undo the Takana unless it's greater number of Minya. Unless, of course, there was an inbuilt Tnai within the previous Beit Din Tnai. So they inbuilt a Tnai that if they ever had to go back to, uh, like go back to the situation where they, where they needed, if you want more grapes in your Shlaim, and they want to say you can only do it within a day's, you can, if you're further in a day's journey, that's only when you can redeem it, then they could go back to that Takana. Okay? It is kind of an exceptional demand. I mean, if you have a Karim, that's a lot of produce. A lot of grapes. That's a lot of grapes. Yeah. Correct. That's a lot of grapes. Um, so Rabbi Yossi says, no, it's a different reason of why they were Mavatel this Takana. And that is because Mishikharab Beis Hayat It's not because there was an abundance of fruit in your, like, no, sorry, that the markets ended up being filled, filled with grapes. It was because the basin was just destroyed and there was no longer a necessity. They had no need for the, the, the Yainesach and, and the like in Yushalayim. That's why Hatanah had Tanah And the Tanah was again built in that watch, that when the basic mix will be rebuilt, then they could Yachzol Hadavarak Mochahid, that original Takana, that if you're within a day's journey, you can't redeem your Karim Rabbi, would be reinstated. Okay. Karim Rabbi, Beit Shammai Omrim, Ein Lochomesh, Ein Lobiur. Now, this is a debate um, that um, we saw previously that of how similar is Karim Rabbi to Masa Shani. Okay. It ha- it shares certainly certain attributes that you have to redeem it if you don't want to take Yerushalayim, but or you have to take Yerushalayim to eat it there. But is it similar with other aspects as well? So Beit Shammai says that when you redeem it, you don't have to add the chomesh that you normally have to add for Masashani. Ain lo chomesh, ve'in lo biur. So if you recall, what's biur? That is um, at the end of the third and sixth year, which is really into the fourth and seventh year, just before Pesach. They'd have to remove all their master from their house. Mafkirat or, or destroyed different shit, exactly what, what actually occurred. Okay, we've, we've, I think we've discussed this as well. Okay, so he says, no, the chilv of Biur doesn't apply to Karim Ravai. Um, however, Beit Hillel says, Yeshlo, it's very much like Masashini, both his dinim apply. Next, Beit Shamel Rim, Yeshlo Peret, Yeshlo Ololot. Now, this is interesting, meaning your, your vineyard that's in the fourth year. The matanot aniyim that apply to a vineyard would apply to uh, in that year as well. So that means the individual grapes that fall, that's peret, and all a lot of the malformed bunches that don't have the shoulders or the droopy part, that the anim could come and take it. However, they have to be careful. They have to recognize that this is, uh, that what they're taking is karam ravai, and they'd have to redeem it or take it to a shalai. However, the anim put him latzman, and anim themselves will redeem it. The, the balabait not responsible for redeeming it for them. Um, however, Beit Hillel says, kulolagat. No, there's no, it all belongs to the balabait. And the Machloket, the Reb Chaim explains here, is based on whether it's considered Mamon Hedyot or Mamon Gavor. Okay? If it's Mamon Hedyot, it's, it's like the owner's produce, then, then the Matanot would apply. If it's Mamon Gavor, then it doesn't apply to the, uh, then, then uh, these Matanot don't apply. Okay, listen to the Gemara. 
Amrav Hila Bershonayu Osim Yain Betara Lenisachim. So this is how we explained it before, that initially there was a shortage of wine in Yerushalayim, right? Because they needed all the grapes to make the Nesach in the wine libations Batara. Now I'll read you the Rosh Cerulio here, because it's kind of important to understand what's the mechanics are going on. He says, And it created a shortage of other grapes in the city. Because there was no, not many grapes for other people to eat, that's created an inflated prices. And um, I, I'll get, uh, sorry, the, the other part of the I want to, want to read, but we'll just read a bit more of the Gemara first. He said, What would happen is, is there would mataken that uh, people within close proximity to Shalim that had Karamah that had to bring Shalim, uh, and, and then the Gemara asks, but one second, how does that help you? Because at the end of the day, the people who are bringing their grapes to Yerushalayim, they're going to be eating it themselves. Isn't that the mitzvah? So it says, He says, well, at the end of the day, there would be leftovers. People can only eat so many grapes. As you said, if you've got a vineyard, then you're not going to be able to eat it all necessarily. And if you have to bring a shalom, you can't redeem it. So there's going to be leftovers. And even that little bit of leftovers wouldn't and that would provide other people in Shalim with uh, from grapes from which to eat. So I'll read you. This is what the Rosh Hashanah wanted to read. It says, There was a lack of fruit. There were lots, uh, huge amounts of people came to Shalim. That's why they brought lots of Fruit to sell. Now, this is a point. Don't think what it meant is because they needed grapes and nesachim, the nesachim would come from the that, that kerem revai. No, that's not the point. That's none. But we learned in Parakatoda. Because when it comes to nesachim, that couldn't come from something that a Kadosh or Kerem Rabbi had to come from Chulin. So in other words, what, what, what was the, what was the, this is the way I've been trying to explain it till now, but it makes it very clear that it's not because they needed wine for the Nesachim that they needed people to bring the Kerem Rabbi to supply it. No, because the wine for Nesachim had to come from regular Chulin, regular grapes. It couldn't come from Kerem Rabbi. But, what it, what, but it was rather to Prop up the market, if you like, or supply of grapes in, this, in, in, this, in the city, because all the normal grapes were being used for Nesachim, and there wasn't enough of a supply of grapes for everybody else, and there's inflated prices. So that's why they tried to ensure that people would bring the camera by there, so that after they've eaten and there's a surplus, they would give it to the markets, and that would ensure that there was enough supply in Yushalayim of grapes, and it wouldn't inflate the prices. Okay? That's, a, that, that's kind of how it worked. Okay, let's continue. Now we say... Now, the fact that we've mentioned all these places as being a day's walk from Yerushalayim, a day's Yerushalayim, that seems to, we bring a lot of cases of now that seem to be cholek uh, on this. Because we'll see a lot of, we're going to mention a number of cases where we're talking about places that are even further than these, further than these locations mentioned in the Mishnah, unless they were able to get Yerushalayim very, very quickly. Less than a day. Let's have a look. Had a plague on Nikai. This is an individual. Nekai have a shamash b'migdal tzavayita. See, it was a shamash in um, in such a location. And he says, Bechol aruvat shova, min dehave avid, now you've got the gears here, avid, avid kandeloi, or candles, kandeloi, the flash on lars, right? Have a salik shabbat b'beis migdash v'nachit u madlik lon. 
Okay, so the way we have the reading here, what it sounds like, well, again, Rosh really explains like the reading here, he would prepare his candles, go to Yerushalayim Davamincha, and then what? He would come back and light his candles. Okay? That seems like it's very, very close. Not a day's journey if he's going Mincha back and forwards. However, this is where Reb Chaim explains it slightly differently. He has a girs to the grave that he would actually light his candles and then go up and Shabbat the Yerushalayim, not go back and forwards. In any event, it seems to be very, very close. Okay? And it says, um, it says, it says, this is much further than the Tchum in the mentioned in the Mishnah. But yet, it's, that's clearly not a day's journey, whichever way you read it, if, if it, we went both ways or one way, okay, from lighting candles, be able to Shabbat and Yushalayim. Okay, some people say he was a Safar Havah. So one understanding he was a Soifer, according to Reb Chaim. He would go and, it sounds like he would do Shnayim Mikrachat Targum. In Yerushalayim. Okay, that's where Rabbi Chaim explains of Anachid and Shavit Bavetin and come back home. Uh, just for just for something different, the Pnei Moshe says he was a Malab Tinokot. He would go to Yerushalayim and Lifshot Asedel Latinokot, Babet Amigdash. He would give over the parsha to the kids in the, the Tinokot and Beit Amigdash and then come back home. Right? So again, the idea in any event is this is very close. It's a Tati Roy, the Mahalul. The Mahalul, sorry. Tarti, Tarti Roy is an individual from such a place on Mahalul. Habesalik, he would go, Shavit Lego Beis Amigdash. He would spend Shabbos in the Beis Amigdash. And when he would come home, Velo Habi Barnash, Karitz Latena Kadmoimine. And then when he would come home, there would be no person be bell, that would be picking figs before him. So it's clearly not a day's journey, even if he traveled the whole night. He's there in the early in the morning, right? And next, consider Benotzipori uh, Habun Salik Shabtun Bego Beit Mikdash. So it's again similar idea. Spend Shabbos in the base of Mikdash. Full of the Vulave Baranash Karitz Lateina Kanmoi Menayin. And they're able to pick the dates early. Lateina, sorry, not dates, figs. They're able to pick the Tainin, the figs, Kanmoi Menay before and before them. Now, but, uh, let's continue. But not Lud. Now, Lud, we said, was one of the uh, markers of the distance that's a day's journey. It says Lashot Isatan, they would need their dough. Go to go to the base of Migdash, Davan Vyarodot, and come back before the, it was the, the bread was Muhammad. Now that sounds like it's very close. Okay, so this next story, by the way, the, the, the graph puts it after it, the uh, after the next piece, but let's just let's just continue. I'll bring the story now and you'll see why he moves it later. Because you know, brings it now. Said Khabranash, have a He was plowing, this individual. Pasak to and his tor ran away from him. Havu pare or pare, they were chasing. He was chasing. It was running away. Or pare pare, vhavi pare ad and he was chasing such a distance that suddenly found himself in Babel. Amrulay, emat nafak. When did you leave? He says, Amrulum, yomadei. I left today. Hasn't sun hasn't set. I've been damichid. I don't know what damichid, but you know he left today. I mean, one second. The haida atita. Where did you? Uh, which road did you take? Amrulu, but this is such and such a road. Amrulu. It's a chamilan. Can you, uh, can you show it to us? Nafik baicham, michmaye, lun. He wanted to show them, and he couldn't, he couldn't find it. He couldn't, uh, see it. Okay. Now put that story in the back of your mind, because now let's return back to all these other, like, you can see why the ground moved it, but let's, all these other, all these other locations said either the equidistant to the places that, um, or even further than the place you mentioned Mishnah. And Mishnah, the day's journey, all these cases seem to be very, very close. So he says, Miklal de Pligia seems to be Cholokana Mishnah. So, you can even say it's not cholak. Why? Because there were certain, like tunnel, but certain, like, let's call them expressways, if you want to call it that. Okay. They, they existed. 
times gone by. V'nignuzu and were nignas, they were concealed from us. Hado dichtiv, as it says, gada derachai begazit nitivotai iva, which is a pasuk from Eicha, that he walled off my pathways with uh, gazit, with hones, and nivotai iva, and he sort of, and he, and he kind of concealed my, my avenues, if you like. In other words, what it seems to be is, yes, all these places are a day's journey. All the, you bring cash from all these incidents. Oh, there seem to be some sort of like hidden expressways that they had. As, and that's why the graph puts a story of the Chad Baranash that ended up going to Babel within a day after this as almost like a proof that there seemed to be some sort of expressways of some sort that, uh, again, we might not readily understand that seem to have existed. Okay. Let's continue. Uh, Rabbi Yona B'Shem Rabbi Zeira said as follows. In other words, when they said they were potert, this is coming to explain the Mishnah. What do you mean they could redeem it close to the wall? That means perish. I feel even if it was a kerem, not if you have fruit close to the chumah, but even the kerem itself, they didn't have to, you don't have to bring it to shlaim. That's again either either the two different shittles, either was because the bark is already full, or it was because, as we said. That um, it was uh, it was basement was destroyed. Now this is a really fascinating piece. It says this is on Rabbi Yossi. Now Rabbi Yossi says they were mavatel the takana, if you like, that had only with, if you're in close proximity, you have to bring it up when the basement was destroyed. But it will be reinstituted later on. Okay, so it says Ah, I'm a Rabbi Acha. Zotomer. This must mean shebeit hamikdash atil libanot kodel machul beit David. That seems to suggest that the base Amigdash is going to be built, rebuilt, prior to Mashiach coming. That's against what we, what we perceive. Now, why is it necessary to say that? Why does he say you can mashma this from the Shittah of Yossi and Amishnah, that the base Amigdash is going to be built prior to Mashiach? That is because, which means it seems to be that, well, I'll read you, uh, there's different ways of explaining this, but I'll read you Rosh uh, Tzirilio. It says, Dam Einav, Hainu Biat Mashiach. Um, cause, by the way, Pnei Moshe says this puzzle doesn't talk about Tzalzman Mashiach. It actually talks about, um, Eretz Israel when, when we're doing everything properly. However, Rashid says, no, this puzzle is Dafka talking about Tzalzman Mashiach. Cause the Mashiach dichtiv bei pura darchatehatim melevadi, I think it is. Vacharkach, and after it says tishtechemar, which is yain, nescha. Right? Mashma demachum bod David kodemet. Okay, that it seemed to be that either if you extend like the Moshe or either Rashi, either we, in, in any event, when the Mashiach comes and we're all doing the right thing, it seemed to be there will be abundance of wine. So if there's going to be abundance of wine, what's the necessity of this takana? We just said the whole takana would be that because there'll be a shortage, we need to make it, we need, the original takana needs to come back into place to ensure all the Karen Ravai comes to Yerushalayim. So it must be that what the Beis Amigdash is going to be rebuilt Prior to that, that there's Man Mashiach. Because otherwise it wouldn't be a shortage. Which is again, might be uh, a different, uh, again, Mitzvah Hashem will know exactly what happens soon enough. But again, that's the way that this uh, Rishami or Rav Acha understands from Shit Rabbi Yossi that things might actually play out. We might have the base of Migdash even prior to Mashiach coming. All right, Mitzvah Hashem, we'll find out soon. Tanuk, thank you so much. Have a good day. You too.